Welcome to this edition of At The Mic. I'm your host, Keith Malinak. Today, I sit down with a guy who accomplished his dream of playing in the NFL. He's become an outstanding motivational speaker. He's now a book author as well, all while unapologetically expressing a love for Jesus Christ. He's my friend, Jonathan Haggerty, and we get to know him next. First, I want to talk to you about this month's featured coffee blend over at American Pride Roasters Coffee. It's the Teddy Roosevelt Blend. One of the things Roosevelt is best known for, besides being a president, is his love for nature and for being an avid conservationist. He was a historian, rough writer. He was truly one of the most impactful world figures from the early 20th century. Theodore Roosevelt overcame the poor health of his youth. He was a hard worker. He was strenuous with the physical training, and he eventually became the symbol of what it was to be a rugged American. Now there's a coffee to match that persona, and it's available at aprcoffee.com, where the Teddy Roosevelt blend is a full city roasted Brazilian bean full of flavor as unique as Teddy himself. Head over to aprcoffee.com, and when you do get to check out, don't forget to use offer code ATM. Stands for at the mic. You're going to get 10% off your purchase price. That's the Teddy Roosevelt Blend, available now at aprcoffee.com. You're listening to At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Jonathan Haggerty is a guy who's always smiling. He's my guest this week on At The Mic. I don't want to speak for Jay Hag, as I call him, but it did seem that he got a little bit more relaxed as the conversation went along, and we get to hear him sing, as a matter of fact. We talked about that aspect of his life and so much more. He's a fascinating guy. On this week's edition of At The Mic, here's Jonathan Haggerty. Joined here with... Can, is it safe for me to call you? Can I say my friend? Yeah. Because I want to be cool. Absolutely. We're friends. Yeah. So, like, if you're friends with Jonathan Haggerty, <laughs> I mean, you're cool. Or J-Hag. Oh, right? you dropped that. See, many people don't know that. Oh. That's if you really know me, know me. Oh, nice. Yeah. If, you, if you're if on a level with me, yeah. Okay. J-Hag. I mean, that's how you described yourself. That's that's when I first met you, yeah. which we've got to. Because you were cool. Discuss. Oh, cool. oh my like, gosh, yeah. I have you, know, you fooled. We cut to the chase. Uh, you For everybody else, it's Jonathan Haggerty. Jonathan Haggerty. <laughs> so the way we met, you and I, there was a brief time in my life where I pretended to care about my health. <laughs> it, was, it was mostly uh, my wife got us this membership at a health club, a gym that normal people call it, Keith. Uh, at a gym, <laughs> and you were assigned to me as my like personal. You get like a few free visits or something like that with a personal trainer. And the first session that you and I had together, <laughs> almost, I'm surprised I did not vomit because I felt like I was going to. I mean, you were like you were having me doing stuff because I was talking to one of the guys that worked there later. Who was like, he had you doing what? Yeah, we had to stop that session. It was like an NFL <laughs> regimen, and I was like, I got it. You said you're ready. I'm out of shape. I was obviously incorrect in that assessment. <laughs> but it's no surprise that you did run me through the mill from the moment we met, because you, sir, have a background as a professional football player. <laughs> well, I have to show you where you are first. Right. <laughs> Which was way show you down reality, low. And then show you where you could be. You had to humble me. And I yeah. just remain humble to this day. Because I like those words. Yeah, because I, 
I did not. Uh, I did not continue on. Don't hate me. Are you still sore from that? Two years later. <laughs> Tell. Uh, I haven't seen you in about what? Oh, pre-COVID. Yeah. yeah, I haven't been to Fort Worth in a minute. Yeah, because you live on the Dallas side. Dallas. Okay, I live on the Fort Worth side. So. We are literally catching up in real time with the rest yeah, of the are. audience as I'm getting... This is how we catch up. This conversation. On air. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Okay, so you were born and raised in Dallas. Yes. Right? And you grew up in South Dallas near the fairgrounds, right? Oh, yeah. So you were probably in the shadow of Big Tex. Yeah. Right? And, and, you know, he burned down. <laughs> I know. R.I.P. to Big Tex. <laughs> is it too soon? Is it too soon it's to too laugh It's too soon, man. Man, my dog, not my dog, man. <laughs> so, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, what do you think of the new one? He's a little creepy now. For, for those of uh, you who are listening who are a little bit on the sensitive side, <laughs> I meant that laugh in no way. <laughs> uh-huh. You, you meant no disrespect. Yeah, Big, Big Tex was my dog, man. <laughs> <laughs> hang on a second. Hang on, hang on. Ah, I'm cool. I mean, it gets toasty in here. <laughs> you called it a man cave when you came in here. That's pretty accurate. No, it's a man cave on steroids. This is like <laughs> the man cave of man cave. But if you're going to build your own man cave, at least get some air circulation in it, which this room rarely has. I mean, it's good to me. I, you know, I have on, you know, my cutoffs. I and see my your shorts. guns. He's over oh, there no, in his, you know. uh, in fact, when you check the, uh, the podcast thumbnail, you'll see how he's dressed. He's got his, uh, his workout, uh, Sleeveless. Yeah, my Lionsdale box. Yeah. And I told him, by the way, and I'm yeah. going to crop the picture to make sure it works out. I told him, make sure I can see that watch. Because you're wearing, like, the coolest watch I think I've ever seen with the electric Appreciate blue you. band and the gold-plated face. I mean, that thing is styling. I, love I, it. I got this from one of my clients. Wow. Yeah. Wait, did the client pay you as well, or was that payment? Well, no, this was just a gift for, okay. for um, being awesome. awesome training. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, appreciate it, brother. You didn't make him throw up, did you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you make every, is that like yeah. your goal when you're, when you're teaching somebody to be physically no, fit? No, no, no. So I don't want Keith to give you guys the wrong impression. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you know, like it's, it, it pertains to the level that you're at so mm -hmm. obviously the pro athletes i train them like pro athletes but you know most most people when they come to initially work out the bare minimum seems like a lot and uh depending on if you've you've ate breakfast <laughs> or not uh-huh um and now you you you're doing a little bit of cardio uh or weight bearing, or mm -hmm. you know, time under tension. Yeah, you could you could get nauseous. And so. see, this is. But it's not my intent to. Oh yeah, you know. Well, that's just it. Your demeanor, as illustrated by the first few minutes of this podcast, <laughs> I hope everyone can understand. You're just so chill. You're laid back. You're mellow. Go with the flow. And it's like that when you're standing over us while we're <laughs> nearly puking and sweating our brains out in the middle of a gym. And instead of being like a personal trainer, like, come on, you can do this. Let's go. Come on, man. Let's see. No pain, no gain. You're standing there like, you got this. Let's yeah, go. Come this. on, man. Let's go. This. What are you doing? Let's do this. You know? And I'm just like, it just doesn't compute with my brain. It's like, stop being so mellow because I'm experiencing the opposite of how you're responding. But have you always been into physical fitness from childhood? Like, when did that really kick in with you? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it started in childhood. Um, you know, I, I can remember we had the the old school weights. You know, with the c- <laughs> the cement in it when it when it breaks, the cement comes out of oh, the twenty five. Yeah, on the ends of it there. Well, you know, like a twenty five pound weight. You know, nowadays you it's all. You can tell that I don't spend a lot of time around the equipment. How you're looking at me. I'm trying to explain <laughs> it. So nowadays it's all iron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back then it used to they they put the cement in plastic. Oh so yeah, oh yeah, over yeah. Time, I got yeah, you. Yeah, I was thinking time, like like the concrete was hardened. No, it was in there like yeah. almost like a powder. Like you could yes, feel it. I yes. know exactly what so you're talking about. So when it gets now. old, you know, it the, it start uh, coming out. But uh-huh. I remember being about. 10 or 11, uh, I was always like an outdoors type of person, you know, playing throwback tackle, uh, riding my bikes, um, you know, rollerblading, all that type of stuff. Um, And so I always have been active, you know, and outside. So when it came to fitness, football was something that I've always loved since, Uh since seeing the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you know, my family in front of the TV yelling and screaming. And I was like, hey, you know, that's something I want to do. Yeah. How, how old are you? I'm 33 now. 33. So you were born. What? 88. Okay. 88. 88. Okay. So I came in the world. Yeah. So along about the time that the Cowboys got good, you started developing, correct me if I'm wrong, Dallas Cowboys memories just as the 90s dynasty yeah, was yeah. taking root, right? Yeah. I remember Early walking 90s. through school and I. I think I was in the third grade, second or third grade, walking down the hallways, and I would see um, Emmett Smith jerseys. Sure. You know, as the years went by, Deion Sanders jerseys, mm-hmm. and that was the thing. Like, if you had a jersey yeah. back then and you wore a jersey, you were the cool kid. You're cool. I never wore a jersey. Well, I, yeah. I was never. I didn't cool. have jersey money then. Yeah, I wasn't. I could cool. just look. So you admire. So you didn't have a jersey because you didn't have jersey money. I didn't have a jersey because I didn't have jersey money, nor was I cool. So, But I could work out. You could work out, yeah. I could play in the yard, and I could play in the school grounds. And so that's where it really started. Mm-hmm. But it didn't get serious till I actually started playing organized sports. So once I got to high school, because mm-hmm. in middle school I was in the choir, yeah, I can't wait to talk to you about that. I'm going to make you <laughs> sing for us. <laughs> so you played high school football? Yes. And so were you a receiver then? Yes. Because you eventually went on to Southwestern Oklahoma State. There you go. Nailed it? Yes. What was it? What's, wait, what's the nickname? Swasu. What? No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. What's the, what's the team nickname? Like, what are you guys? Bulldogs. The Bulldogs. Thank Swasu you. Swasu Bulldogs. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. S-W-O-S-U. Yeah. Southwestern just... Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah okay. we call it Swansea. So the Bulldogs. I was going for that. Bulldogs. Okay. <laughs> Dogs. So, okay. And you excelled there as a receiver. I didn't do too bad. Yeah, you didn't do too bad. Anything. <laughs> I mean, this is your time to shine. Any any um, any stats or anything you want to brag on here and tell us uh, uh, what you did there? Well, uh, I, I hold every record uh, in yards. <laughs> I'm the all-time leader in yards, catches, and touchdowns. How but, cool is that? You know. So, so you took this dream to the NFL. Yes, sir. How'd that come about? Man, um, hard work, dedication, uh, an amazing support system. You know, uh, my mom, my my uncles, brothers, my my family, my strength coaches. You know, it's it's, it's a community. 
community. And so I'm big on the word opportunity. And so, of course, Swasu Southwestern is, is not a Division One program. So it's Division Two. But I always had the mindset that, you know, if if God has a plan for me, then it doesn't matter what school I go to. It matters what I do when I go to the school. Mm-hmm. And so I really just focused on my grind and focused on uh, getting better at the things uh, that I was good at and, um, you know, trying to minimize and improve on the weaknesses. And, okay. yeah, over time, you know, it worked. <laughs> I love it. I mean, because you were originally a member of the Cleveland Browns. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Shout out to my dogs. <laughs> Brownies. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, I mean, you got to play. Let's see. Oh, man. So you got hurt in the preseason. Yep. Like game one yep. of your NFL career. Against the Packers. Against the Packers. Green Bay Packers. And so, but eventually you you were able to sign on with the Bears and later the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I mean, how were these experiences I imagine for what I felt in training with you for 45 <laughs> minutes, didn't make it the full hour. I imagine it's like that every minute of every day in an NFL camp. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, the best I could explain it, it's, it's another world. You're living a whole different lifestyle, you know, from high school to college and then to the pros. It's a, it's another lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it's what I expected. Yeah, but it's also better than what I expected. I'm like, man, this is pretty awesome because an average day is not an average day. For example, when I first signed on to the Browns, you have your day to day meetings and, um, you know, it's a grind. Mm. You know, every day you have to come and make a case yourself because you're trying to make that team. NFL means not for long yeah right <laughs> so um and it's who cares about what you've done last year what have you done for me lately mm-hmm. you know it's really that way but the experiences uh you know the the level that you're at it might be a Wednesday and all of a sudden oh hey um Jim Brown is stopping by <laughs> <laughs> how cool is that dude yeah and um when I signed on with the Patriots, um, it was pretty fun. You know, my locker was uh, Robert Gronkowski was to the right of me. <laughs> Danny Amendola was to the left. And Tom Brady was right across from me. <laughs> and 5 a.m., guy walks up and shake my hand. Hey, how you doing? Robert Kraft. Nice. He's going going to his workout. And, and so um, you're leaving practice, um, and you're you're getting ready to – go in the locker room and all of a sudden you might see Tom Brady's family, you know, Giselle, she's like, hi. You're like, oh, that's, that's Giselle. <laughs> I recognize you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, awesome. but you know, the on the field is, is just, it's another feeling. Mm. It gives you chills. Wow. Just, to, just when you suit up and you go out there and you. So in your time with the Patriots, mm-hmm. did you ever, I'm talking practice anytime, parking lot, whatever. Did you ever get to catch one pass from Tom Brady? Absolutely, a nice. lot. Look at that, man. Every day. See, that's so Every great. Day. And you know who else Tell was there? Kids that. Tim Tebow was there as well. <laughs> and Ryan Mallett. Yeah. That's those, right. Those were the three quarterbacks there. So, yeah, I caught, I caught passes uh, from every day. How cool is that to yeah. be able to tell your kids and grandkids? Yeah, I used to. 
I used to catch passes from yeah. Tom Brady. And he's a he's a real professional. He's amazing. He's ageless. Yeah. A lot of people criticize and they're they're tired of, you know, him winning, but if you see his work ethic, he he does what the others won't do. Mhm. I've heard that. So you knew from a young age that you wanted to be in the NFL. Where yep. people like me say, <laughs> "Oh, I'm going to play uh baseball for mm-hmm. the Atlanta Braves when I grow up." I mean, you actually had the talent to get there. Oh yeah. And I think that's just incredible that I guess correct me if I'm wrong, I would imagine that the discipline for that dream had to start from day one. You couldn't just be like, ah, now that I'm playing high school football. I mean, it probably starts a lot sooner than that. Yeah, you know, uh, that is one of the top words of the most successful people in any area of life, whether it's uh, professional sports, real estate, millionaire, billionaire, doctor, lawyer, teacher, construction worker, discipline. You know, if, if you if you want to achieve something great or, or your dreams or something high level, yeah, discipline mm-hmm. is one of the things, and it could be the, the main factor in separating, you know, um, the pretenders from the contenders. Uh, because a lot of people will say, I want to do this, I want to do this, I have a goal or a dream to do this. But when it comes time to have that alarm clock go off, every morning at 4 a.m. And you don't want to get up. You're tired. You don't want to get up. Nobody wants to get up that early or 5 a.m., right? But if you want that dream bad enough, you're going to discipline yourself to do that. When you got so many fast food restaurants around, nobody wants to say, let me drive past that and eat. Let me get this salad or let me me drink more water today or let me get more rest or recovery. Instead of watching Netflix, because now you got so many distractions, right? Mm-hmm. You got Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, movies, Amazon, HBO. Amazon, it goes there on. There you and go. On. It, it keeps going on and on. Let me put that aside and let me study my playbook. Mm-hmm. You hit the nail on the head right there with with the word discipline. And so with me, if I was going to even have a shot, you know, coming out of a Division two school, discipline, I had to be disciplined. So. Yeah, I mean, you were in the NFL from 2010 to 2013. You didn't stop your professional playing there. I mean, you went on to play in other leagues uh, all the way up until 2017. You have four siblings. Yes. Right? Are they athletes such as yourself? Are you the only one in the family that has this gift? No, uh, my brothers are pretty much. Is all bro? Is all boys? No, my sister. My sister is the oldest. Okay, she and where do you where do you fall What's on that? What's up, sis? <laughs> I said plug. <laughs> Where are you on the uh on the birth order there? I'm the youngest. You're the baby. Everybody say you're the baby. <laughs> you don't like that? I always say to you, yeah, I don't like that. Oh, no. You're the baby. And then my mom calls me her last bean. Hey mama. Aw. Okay, so say hello to everybody. So you got the the sister is the oldest. Yes. And what's her name? Sharon. Hi Sharon. A set of twin brothers. Okay. Bate and Dante. Uh uh one of my brothers. Uh, was murdered, dude. Um, and then you have Brandon, which is uh, the middle child. Okay. And then you have me. All right. Yes. So, do they have any um, sports skills, or are they in completely different lines of work than you? Yes. Uh, so, my twin brothers, they played sports early on, mm-hmm. and they were really good in basketball mm. and football. Um, I don't know if they ran track. But I saw the 
the Polaroids. You know, my mom have those <laughs> picture books. Yes. And they, you know, we all you, have those. You, you're on one knee with the basketball <laughs> and the medals and stuff like that. <laughs> and then uh, uh, my middle brother, he played for Skyline High School, and he – was a monster, and that's who that's who I competed against growing up. Him and my cousins, so my brother and my cousins, mm. um, they pushed uh, you, huh? Yeah, they pushed me hard, mm -hmm. and um, they were very. And when I say very instrumental in developing that early competitiveness and character, uh, even even basketball in the backyard, because we we really had to earn our stripes. And the rule in our family is. Never let someone beat you in your own backyard. Nice. We were sticklers about that. I like it. So cool. um, we would take it personal. If you were our friend and you came over to play, <laughs> uh -oh. yeah, <laughs> we're, we're go we will go all night, <laughs> 1, 2 a.m. Uh -huh. We would see my uncles come over and, and, and play my brothers and talk trash. <laughs> Did you talk trash in the NFL? Well, it <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're fighting for a job. I'll just say this. Uh-oh. The trash talk in the NFL is oh. epic. <laughs> it is epic. Uh, and that's and it I agree epic, with man. you, and that's just what I've been privy to through the filter of the NFL uh, that's made it out into public consumption. But you've been actually on the field there. Uh, what, who's the biggest trash talker that you've crossed paths with? <laughs> besides yourself, of course. The biggest trash talker. <laughs> It's a lot of them, but <laughs> one of the the first person that I thought about, Robert Royal. He played for the uh, uh, Cleveland Browns. Okay. Um, and he played tight end, uh, I think, for LSU. Okay. That guy, he he was not only a trash talker, he was funny. <laughs> he is a very comical guy. Um, let's see. Man. I put you on the spot there. Yeah. So, like, when you were in camp, right, mm -hmm. and you're fighting for a spot on the roster, you've got guys across from you. Do you recall any of those inter-camp battles with cornerbacks or safeties that would, Absolutely. would run it? How did that uh, – anybody come to mind on the defensive side of the ball? Joe Hayden. He, uh -huh. he, he now plays for the Steelers. Right. We used to battle every day. Oh, boy. Uh, T.J. Ward, uh, Super Bowl champion T.J. Ward. Mm. Um that boy can hit. Oh, yeah, uh, Larry Asante, Dequell Jackson, he's a monster. You know, um, everybody's good in the NFL. Mm -hmm. You know, like in, in in high school, you might have that stud, right? In college, you might have three or four studs, but in the NFL, everybody's good. How long does it take the average NFL athletic body to recover? after some intense competition with equally skilled and athletic individuals? Because I can't imagine some of the hits that I see. I don't care how many pads they're wearing. I can't imagine if that were me on a Sunday afternoon, how I would recover before the next game if the game was <laughs> scheduled a month out. You know, well, I can't imagine the compressed window. Well, that answer is, is not simple. I'll explain it this way. It's a combination of things. So with your recovery, it 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 depends on how you treat your body. Nutrition is is definitely one of the recommendations. Mm. The way that you train, um, 
you know, if, if your core program is, is, is solid and, and we had an awesome, amazing strength coach. Wait a minute. So you're saying that my regimen of Totino's pizza, probably not gonna. Yeah, no, nah, that, that ain't gonna cut it. That's not good. <laughs> okay. What about, what about um, Sour Patch Kids? I, I keep these handy. <laughs> Again. Yeah, that won't cut it either. Shoot. Uh, you know, so you have um, the training staff, which we had an amazing uh, training staff um, in, in every organization mm-hmm. that I was in. Um, some players also have hyperbaric chambers. Yeah, right. So um, one of my teammates, Monterio Hardesty, I got to go over and, and get in. His hyperbaric chamber is pretty cool. I hear those work wonders. Yes, they do. It's like super cold, right? Yes. And then after about five, ten minutes, or whatever it is that you're in there. Yeah, it puts the oxygen, uh, the O2, uh, um, the the white blood cells. So Why does it got to be so cold then? I don't understand. Well, it's not like super cold. Okay. It's very effective in speeding up the healing uh, because in the NFL, the, the quote is, Ability gets you there, but durability keeps you there. <laughs> that's that's a good line. Your earliest memory was on the front porch with your grandma feeding you oatmeal. Yes. Do you remember the flavor? It's probably just regular. She probably put cinnamon in it. Yeah. <laughs> I love oatmeal. That's cool. I love some oatmeal. Uh-huh. Shout out to my grandmother. Awesome. It seems like you're pretty close with your family, yeah? Yeah, we're very close. We just had an event the other day for... My niece's graduation, then oh, cool. I'm, I'm headed out of town for my other niece's graduation. So you stay busy just with the yeah. family commitments alone. Yeah. Do they all, you mentioned your sister lives in Houston. Mm-hmm. Do the rest of your family all, for the most part, live locally here? or My sis and brother-in-law are in Houston. My cousin and his wife and family are in Houston. Okay. The rest of my family is, for the most part, in Dallas. Um and then spread out through Texas. Okay. Uh, we got family members in San Marcos. Shout out to James Joel. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, this next question. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. I have never had an answer as long as this one. Really? Yeah. Oh. You know what it is? I think I know what it is. What seems like a simple question. <laughs> Do you have any hobbies? <laughs> Turned into the longest list. I'm like, wow. And I had to cut that short. Right, because here, here's the verbatim answer. Okay, so the question is, any hobbies? And his response is, a ton, exclamation mark. And then it continues. <laughs> Working out, reading, writing, singing, flying planes. We're not glossing over that one, Jay Hag. Comedy, not that one either. Fashion, dancing, golfing, chess, traveling, gun range, riding motorcycles, and the list goes on. Oh, it does. So let's... Circle back to flying planes? <laughs> <laughs> what? So it could have been like 2014 or 15, something like that. Uh, I'm I'm a master trainer at LA Fitness. And like I said, my clients are close with me. I you see. Know? I never, uh, for the record, I never gifted you a watch. I apologize. Yeah, man, you don't love me. I didn't realize me, that bro. that was the standard. What's up with that? Come on, man. Thanks for doing the podcast, too. <laughs> I really owe you big for, 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 wait a minute. I owe you for making me want to vomit for 45? No. He was on IR. He was probable. I was like, are you coming? <laughs> I'm a, wait a minute. Anybody that knows like, are me. Are you coming back to the next workout? If anybody knows me. He was on a pup list. <laughs> I said, man, you're the first client I had on the pup list. Physically. Like, what are you doing, brother? to perform. 
that's my story, man. I have had so many injuries and so many surgeries. That is my default position is being injured. So you, you flew planes? What's this now? Sorry yeah, to distract so you there. Master trainer at LA Fitness. Okay. One of my clients, real cool guy. He says, J-Hack, you want to fly? <laughs> now, I knew he was a pilot and he flew. So when he asked me, do I want to fly? I'm like, yeah. But I had the mindset that he was going to fly. Yeah. You know? So so I had a friend in high school who was a pilot. <laughs> took me up one time. Yeah. And we just flew around Georgia, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And he handed the controls to me for literally two minutes. Yes. I was flying the plane. And you would feel it drop. And at, at some point, I was just like, you know what? I can say I flew a plane. Yes. I literally said, Wes, you can have it back. And I just remember taking my sweaty palms off of the controls <laughs> and just enjoying the rest of the flight. That's what you anticipated, but yet it turned into something No, different. I didn't even anticipate oh, that. okay. When he said, you know, you want to fly, I thought, you know, he's going to take me up and, mm-hmm. and we're going to go Just flying. You were yeah, just going to be yeah. a passenger. <laughs> yeah, but when we got there, oh no, we were at the Addison Airport. Uh-huh. We actually did some promo stuff, some photo shoots, uh, and then, you know, we got in a plane and and we took off. He got us up in the air. He turned, just like your friend did, he turned it over to me. With a warning or did he warn you? Yeah, he warned me, but at this point I'm thinking in my mind, okay. And so, um, (laughs) yeah, he, he was basically giving me the instructions on how to turn, how to dip how to go higher no. and so he he completely turned it over to me and i was pretty much flying for like maybe 20 to 30 minutes the whole time uh we no, were up there and it was fun you. yeah and, and so he, he he looks over at me he said you never flown before i mm. said no two minutes later he's like you sure i said yeah i just love my life so i'm listening <laughs> to every <laughs> every word that you're saying to me like i'm I'm, I love my life, <laughs> you know? And he said, man, you should really think about going to flight school. Oh, cool. Because, you know, everything that he was telling me, he was like, hang a left here, hang a right, go up, go down. He was like, man, that's that's really good. And so, yeah, I thought, I think I might go to flight school. You know, Jimmy Graham in the NFL, he, he can fly planes too. I didn't know that. Unassisted. I didn't know that. Let's, let's just put that on record. I, I was. <laughs> you were heavily assisted. I was assisted uh, well and it's funny you mentioned i did not take off or land i'm not putting that on record <laughs> well it's funny that you mentioned nfl players who fly and it's funny that you mentioned addison airport mm-hmm. because it wasn't that long ago a previous episode here of at the mic that i interviewed bob christian former fullback for the atlanta falcons mm-hmm. chicago bears carolina panthers but he is a private pilot now look at that and he and i corresponded until we could sync up and he was flying into Addison Airport. Look at that. Over here down the road. And I actually interviewed him in a conference room over there. So it's a small world, right? Shout out to him. And shout out to Bob Christian. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty cool. Did you end up going to flight school then? And, and- no, I'm, I'm thinking about it, you know, because I'm still, even it's years removed, I'm still thinking about, hey, he, he didn't let me know. But no. Because um, <laughs> I still get butterflies when I think of that two it's minutes. It's a cool it's a cool hobby. Like, I, I love flying. You know, I think my motivation would be because I, I don't like TSA. Oh, Get amen. my own plane. There, there's I'm a, serious. Mm-hmm. I do not like. Don't, yeah. don't touch me. 
put your keys in here, take your shoes off. Right? Uh, totally. Don't go into that go machine again. and let's take a look at your junk. No, thank you. Okay, so. I mean, I ain't tripping on that. I mean, you know. I just, I don't want to. Want to be airing that out to the world. Go through there again, sir. One more. One more time. <laughs> hey, man. Whoa. I got to catch my flight. <laughs> what, what's your obsession with my yeah. security? So, uh, I'm with you on the on the private vying. Yeah, I mean, just the cost associated with it. Yes, it's just unattainable. So, yeah, but that's one of my hobbies. I I, I definitely that's going to be on my bucket list. Okay, to, but to, but just to be clear, and, and when I do, uh-huh. I'm gonna come in here with my certificate. We'll have another interview. I thought that I thought. It's kind of anticlimactic. I mean, no offense, but I thought you were going to say, I'm going to come in here and take you on a flight to wherever you want to go. But that's not how that thought ended. Well, and... I, yeah, I'll take you on a awesome. flight. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. But where's my watch? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. You got you to take care of that first. <laughs> Let's see here. Comedy? Comedy's a hobby of yours? Yeah, I love comedy. You know, I host it. And see, this is the thing between our high school and my family. Our family is all about comedy. When we get together, we laugh till we cry. <laughs> we play games and, cool. and we take turns like going around um, the circle asking family members to tell this story. So my mom, my aunts, uncles, brothers, we all tell stories about when we were young, about how they were growing up, things that were funny. And my mom has some of the funniest stories. I cry. Uh-huh. Um, oh, cool. But also, I hosted the talent show 2006 when I was a senior of our high school because that was a big thing. 2005, just to give you a little bit of history, I was a junior. I went to our talent show. It was so funny. I was crying. A year later, I got selected to host the 2006 talent show. And what I did was combine our school's history, all the inside jokes and everything, and rolled it out in the talent show. And teachers, uh, students, they came up to me. They said, that's the funniest (laughs) talent show that we have ever been to, man. Oh, cool. And then rookie year, NFL, you already know, you got to do the rookie show. And so you have to make the veterans laugh. You don't make the veterans laugh you got to wake up early. So I told the rookies, I said, oh, they're going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Uh, is this on tape somewhere? Yes, it actually is. Oh, I need to I see actually, it. I actually did a skit of uh, our head coach, Eric Mangini. Uh-huh. And I thought, I thought it was pretty good, but I didn't think it was that funny. When the video guy came to me the next day, he said, J-Hack, he said, they're going to die laughing. Man, they put that video on. The whole room was crying. <laughs> and I was just like, wow. What was the subject? Just the, the Cleveland Browns? Because there's a lot of comedy there. No offense. <laughs> yeah, it was everything that was going on in camp. Okay. The things that the coaches would say. Um, everything that went on. I was able to capture that and bring <laughs> it out and oh, cool. um, make fun of the head coach and and. The, uh, the athletes and uh, oh man, it was it was hilarious. They were cr- they were literally crying. That's so and, cool. Um, one of the shy guys, an executive with the Browns, we had just so happened to be on an elevator uh, game day, 
and he looked over at me. He was like, hey, Jonathan. He said, dude, that was the funniest thing I ever seen. Oh, cool. He's like, you should, you should probably think about comedy. Have you ever done any improv or gone to like stand up open mic night or something like that? I did it again when um, I went to the BC Lions. Okay. Standing ovation. And well, why don't you do People this? came to me. They said, you don't need to be playing football. You need to be doing comedy. So, I mean. Have you seriously considered that? Yes and no. Because. Tell you what. Hold on. I, go ahead. I want. <laughs> you and I are going to a comedy club some night. Okay. Okay. You're, it's going to be open mic night. Okay. You're going to go up there. I'm not going up there. I'm going <laughs> to be in the audience. I'm guaranteeing you. That there at least one person will be laughing in the audience. One person. Well, what I'm saying is I will make sure I will get, if, if, if the joke bombs, I'll still laugh for you. How about two people? What do you you mean? and someone you pay. I'm that not was... paying anyone. <laughs> Anyhow, I want, I want to do this. 30 laughs. Okay, I interrupted you, though. 30 so laugh minimum. Have you, I can handle that, get a couple bourbons in me and I'm there. So, honestly, why wouldn't you pursue this? Or maybe you are. I would like to, okay, do the comedy but clean. Sure. Not not raunchy. I look at myself as a role model to my nieces, nephews, and if I could find a way in it, and I'm sure I could, mm -hmm. to do it with no profanity. Just keep them in your mind as you're writing material, keep right? <laughs> keep it clean. Just, yeah, like If they were in the comedy. audience every night. Yeah. You got this. Yeah, because when, when I did it in 2010 and uh, with the Browns and then uh, – 2014 with BC. Let's just say I had to do what I had to do. Cause I don't want to wake. <laughs> so I don't want to wake up early. I'm I'm a changed man now. <laughs> I'm a changed man. I was okay. a changed man then. It was just, what do you mean? Just my relationship and growth with God. Yeah, cause yeah. Jesus, uh, you're a fan of. <laughs> uh, right? Huge fan. Right. You're shout a, out. Shout out. I love that. To my Lord and Savior. Because. That is who you list as the individual who's had the biggest impact on your life. And that's really great. So you didn't find Christ then as a child. It was later on as an adult then? or It was a bit of both. Okay. That's a great question. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, think, I, I think... I like you, man. You're a great interviewer. <laughs> I think... That, you should continue this. Oh, thank you very much. I mean, I, I think that um, there's a difference between getting, quote, saved at age seven in a Southern Baptist church, which, you know, was my story, as opposed to later on in life. I when, thought that was my story. Oh, my bad. No, I'm just saying. Keep going. I think it's fair to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's fair to say that the relationship you begin with Christ as a child, as opposed to as an adult, when the weight of the world and all of the pressures are on you. It's a completely different type of connection, correct? First, I'll, I'll say this. Correct. Very correct. Extremely correct. Here's why. You're spot on. Because as a, as a child, I got baptized. And, you know, I grew up in the church. You know, the first thing was, you know, my mom uh, having us beside her bed, me and my uh, middle brother, saying the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. that, that was the first thing. The second touch point was actually us going to church and listening and kind of absorbing the environment and knowing that there is a God and that he does love you, but not really so much having that true, authentic relationship for yourself. And then as time goes forward where you, you live more and you experience more, you say to yourself, well, 
this makes sense, but I want to know more mm-hmm. because there are some things that are missing. And so even though I was baptized, I didn't really discover the Lord until later in life. And, and, and I think God allows that by design because he has to get the religiosity out of you of what you learn because I think sometimes churches could sometimes present God in a different way than God presents himself to you Hmm. because God is he's awesome he's not you can't just put him in a box and say this is him xyz and that's the end of story Mm -hmm. you know when I actually knew God was dealing with me um it wasn't so much of what someone told me, but it was God dealing with me himself through dreams and through things that would, um, you know, prophets who shared things with me and those things would come to pass or dreams that I had. One of those was um, he actually, <laughs> I've never shared this. Oh. Uh, when, it, when it came to the Patriots. Okay. He showed me that I was going to go to the Patriots mm. before I went to the Patriots. Nice. And I had no, because no one talked to me about the Patriots or anything like that. I actually had a workout with the Seahawks. And I was a little bit frustrated because I wanted to be signed. And I came back to Dallas, kept training by myself at the track. And all of a sudden, I had a dream. I saw Tom Brady and Chad Ochocinco. You remember when he was with the Patriots? Sure. <laughs> uh, he was in a dream as well. And so it, it was like a practice setting. And Tom Brady looked over at me and he was like, you ready? And I'm in the dream. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So he snapped the ball and threw it to me and I woke up. And so. Did you catch it or you woke yeah, up before I caught you it? Okay. <laughs> uh, so I woke up and I'm just like, okay. God, what are you trying to tell me? Huh. And, and I just kept working out. And um, I think two weeks after that, I got a call. Jonathan Haggard, this is New England Patriots. No. We're going to fly you back up. Oh, sweet. Flew me up. This is actually my second workout with them. Okay. And so after, you know, killed the workout. And at this point, since it was my second workout, I wasn't like real rah-rah because you sometimes they'll sign you. Sometimes they'll say, we'll bring you back in and sign you. So if you get your emotions too high, yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, whatever. I, I killed the workout and I was waiting. And at this point, I'm really not expecting much. I'm like, hopefully they will sign me. But if not, I'll just go back and, and get to my grind. And then all of a sudden they said, we're going to sign you. I said, Wow. So fast forward, we're in practice, and Tom Brady looks over at me. He said, Hag, you ready? No, man, stop. <laughs> That's so, so cool. So I say that to say that God wants a unique relationship with everyone. Some people he speaks to in dreams. Some people, um, you know, he wants you to rely on his word more, to learn more. And when I first started reading the Bible, I did start with the New Testament in the book of John, because my name is John. Uh, so <laughs> And you've read a, the whole thing. Yeah. I, I, I try to read it about once a year, but this year I gave myself a new challenge to read it four times in a year. Because every time I read it, I find something new. I'm like, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's not like new words, but new revelation. God can 
use the the practical stories that happen to the men and women of God of old to speak to what you're going through today, because no year is the same for, I was gonna say, for all of us. Yeah, it may. <laughs> you, you may be going through this. Right. Yeah. You may read something that doesn't apply to you whatsoever when you read it right now. And then four years from now, it, you may have it apply to you a lot more. Exactly. Very cool. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's great. And I find that every year mm. and, and God is able to to say, you know, look back at this as a reference. You're going through this year. Look at what happened. And I'm like, wow, hmm. I never paid attention to that two or three years ago. But now it matters to me because I'm going through that. Wow. I'm feeling this pain or I'm 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 feeling this uh, excitement or I'm feeling this challenge or whatever it may be. Sure. And so, um, yeah, he speaks to his word. He speaks to you through other people. Sometimes they'll come to you and say, hey, uh, I want you to visit my church or, hey, God wanted me to pray for you. Hmm. And you're like, wow, you know, and and you you may be in a place in your private time to say, I need someone to pray for me, Lord, or I, I need a word from you. And like the very next day, someone will come to you. Hey, God put put you on my heart. And you're like, wow. So God speaks in many ways. We'll get back to our conversation with Jonathan Haggerty in just a moment. But first, let's chat about CBD products for your pets. Look, dogs love treats. Cats love treats. It's just a law of nature. But do they love treats? They will if they're anything like my two dogs who go crazy when it's time to give them CBD-infused treats from Dr. Monroe's CBD.com. I'm telling you, my dog Tanner, who normally just sits and waits patiently for treats that I'm offering, these snacks, though, from Dr. Monroe's CBD.com, my dog, he gets on his back paws, puts his front paws on the counter. He cannot wait. He loves these treats. He seriously loses his mind. <laughs> in the most adorable way possible. And I feel good giving them to him because they're healthy. They're made from 90% beef and no fillers. And the specifically formulated pet care drops are helpful if you have an animal with some separation anxiety issues. Uh, that's in addition to how it's going to help with aging canine joints. Uh, some animals have seizure issues that can be addressed with CBD. Take care of your best friend and any issues they may be facing. Please get over to Dr. Monroe's CBD.com. Use offer code Keith. That's K-E-I-T-H. When you go to checkout, you're going to get 15% off your purchase. And remember, 20% of what you spend is going to the Child Help Organization to benefit abused and neglected children. Remember your cats and dogs when you're shopping for all of your CBD needs. That's Dr. Monroe's CBD.com. Offer code Keith. You recently took up golf. Oh, yeah, baby. Shout out to Donald Driver. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You were in a tournament yeah. that, that he put on? Or, yes. Okay. Yes, he, Former NFL great man, Donald Driver. Uh, NFL Super Bowl champion sure. with the Green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing guy. Does he live locally? Uh, I think he does. What was the tournament that he put on? What was the event? It was the Cowboys Golf Club okay. in Grapevine. Uh-huh. Basically, whoever signed up to the tournament you could sponsor your business like even even blaze tv if you guys came out there you would be able to promote whatever it is that you promote because mm -hmm. he's that type of collaborator that you know he wants you to promote your business or whatever but also a lot of the proceeds goes to charity as well so he's a big uh charitable that's cool. charitable guy uh you know he helps um in, in a huge way 
in a, in a lot of communities. How cool, man! So we went out and had some fun. That was my second time. Second time. Um, You're actually. already scoring, I think, as <laughs> good as I ever have, based on our conversation <laughs> when I talked to you and you were on the golf course the other day. Um, you're enjoying it? I am enjoying it. What, what's your What's the strongest part of your game? What's the weakest part of your game so far? Man, great question. So, <laughs> no, really, that's a really good question because we were actually discussing that out there. Okay. So, <laughs> my... my my nickname. <laughs> they gave me a golf nickname. It was a family-friendly nickname. Oh no! <laughs> well, yeah, yes, 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 and no. Oh, it's no. nothing vulgar, but it's I funny. It. I was, I was cracking up. So, my golf nickname is Hoodwinked. <laughs> okay. So Hoodwinked means you are basically getting over on us. You're better than you're oh, claiming right. to be. Yeah, so, that's you. So this guy just started calling me Hoodwink, and mm-hmm. I just bust out laughing uh-huh. because I'm like, I'm like a novice, an amateur rookie, you know, in my mind. Do you have your own set of clubs? No. Wow. That proves it, right? Right. But after this, after this last game yeah. at the, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I was looking on Amazon. I should. So I'm about I to should, get me some clubs. We should, should, we should golf. I was about to say. I was about to go the other direction. I was about to say, I golf so little, I should probably just sell you mine. I've got a nice set that just sits around. Okay, and I'll really buy depressing. them. Yeah, no, let's play first. And then, and what's going to happen is I'm going to fall in love with golf again, and then I won't want to sell them to you. So <laughs> when I first played golf, because I'm Cleveland Browns alumni, so they have alumni weekend. You go up, you fly up on Friday, and then um, you golf on Saturday. And then on Sunday is usually the Browns versus Ravens um, mm. or home opener, whatever it is. Right. And so the first time I golfed, the main thing that I was thinking is, man, golf is long. <laughs> yeah. You it's... know, because then football is so, you know, it's fast paced in basketball. But golf, it's a patient game. Um, and so I golfed with Greg Pruitt. He's a lefty. Mm-hmm. And so I hit some great shots. We ended up winning first place. What, what? They said it was a sham. Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> so have you had a round of golf where it was just you on the scorecard? Or were you always playing best ball or with a partner or something? Mulligans. Like that? <laughs> okay. Okay, so let me let me rephrase that. Have you ever played a round where mulligans. it's only you on the scorecard with no mulligans? No. Okay. That's why I say I'm a rookie. <laughs> I'm learning. Uh, I'm getting better though. Okay, good. Well, let's go sometime. You'll I am not. Me. I am not advocating that I'm a Tiger Woods. Oh. You do not have that <laughs> on record. No, no. Yeah, we'll play. But what I'm saying is, the first time we played, we won first place. Just the guys who hate it, just deal with it. We won first place. Nice. Okay. Fast forward to the Cowboy Club. We played a full. What is it? Uh, 18, 18, 18 yeah, holes. 18 holes. <laughs> and it was fun. So the strongest part of my game okay. is teeing off. Oh, man. I could tee off with that driver. Shout out to Donald Driver. Right? <laughs> he should have a golf club named, you know, the I driver. Believe, I believe there is one. It is? Yeah, it's 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 the one wood. It's the Donald Driver. They just call it Driver for short. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> so... Teeing off, that's my strong game. The toughest part is the middle, right? Okay. When you have to switch 
to like a five iron or a seven okay. or the iron. But I hit it. But I hit a couple good shots in there. That's and that's when they start calling me hoodwinked. Uh-oh. And I'm like, man, I'm just I'm just looking at y'all and absorbing because I'm more like a hands-on type person. Maybe I'm visual and hands-on. <laughs> I look at you and then then I try to emulate that. Okay, right? I got and it. And imitate that. And man, I hit some good shots. That's cool. Yeah. So I was really. This last golfing uh, tournament, it gave me a lot of confidence. Cool. Like, hey, man, I need to practice more. And I actually had fun. Okay. I really had fun out there. It wasn't like, oh, man, it's 18 holes. You know, it's going to take so long. No, it was it was beautiful out there. Mm-hmm. Nice sunny day. Yeah. So we'll yep. play when it's not 110 degrees. Yeah. So he's having another tournament in October. Okay. I think it's October. In Houston. Oh, wow. So if you want to go to Houston. <laughs> I'll get you. back to you. Yeah. Takes a lot to get me to I know, huh? go to Houston. But no we're, we're going to do part two in Houston. That's cool. I will say it's, it's fun winning these tournaments. And we didn't we didn't win that. Right, not that one. But the first one you talked about. It was a, it was a pro female golfer out there. And oh, she wow. drove it past every male. I, they, they called her up for her award. She, when she stood up, I said, no, that's that's a pro golfer. Uh-huh. She wasn't this wasn't casual. I see. I said, she's for real. Right. See, my I'm glad she wasn't behind us. <laughs> my story of winning golf tournaments mm-hmm. when I should not have been was when I was a youth, I think I was probably twelve years old or whatever, I used to go out on the golf course and just at night when when, when it was almost empty. Really? Right, and just hack away and no one would know, you know, like the marshal wouldn't drive around that late, and so it was almost dark, and I would go out there. And I crossed paths with a guy who I think was a golf pro at a country club. Tiger Woods? Uh, not quite. <laughs> well, this is really funny because coming up was the father-son golf tournament at, at this golf course. And my stepdad, who was, you know, he was the member there, he and my stepbrother we're a team. And that mm-hmm. was completely understandable, right? Did, did you take it personal? You look no. like you're crying. No, 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 no. No, you're totally misreading where the story is going. Okay. And so I wanted to play, but there was a clause where you could have another guy stand in as, quote, your dad for the tournament. Mm. And the tournament was a couple weeks out, and I didn't have anybody in mind. It was no big deal, whatever. Jack Nichols. Right. No, it was not quite. <laughs> uh, I believe his name was, uh, don't put me on the spot, it was Chris. Chris, and there was a Hispanic last name. But anyway. Uh, Shout out to Chris. Chris, I'm sure there's a trophy somewhere in my house. Yes. Boxed up. I don't know. It was Chris. He's, he's somewhere like he's, this guy. I hate this kid. Why <laughs> Can't did I get agree? my name? So he and I. Don't know my name. <laughs> so he, he and I played a couple of holes, got to talk, and I told him about the tournament coming up. Mm-hmm. And see, he saw it as an opportunity, I think, for just free golf, right? In a tournament, and whatever. Anyway. He blew the socks off the rest of the field. Oh, wow. I was just along for the ride. We won the father-son <laughs> tournament. I See? got a trophy out of the thing. And uh, I might have. They, we may have used, per the rules, we may have used two of my shots the entire round. It wasn't even close. And all these legitimate father and son teams were just like, what in the yeah. hell is this? Anyway. Um, thank my family. I like to thank my dad. This dude is clearly, <laughs> this dude's clearly not related to you. He's been there for me the whole time. Hold on. I got to Google this guy now. I like to thank my golf dad. Uh, 
I just met him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I in guess. the parking lot. Uh, <laughs> that's basically what happened. And before, we won this tournament. I love you, Dad. Before the did you play it for all it was worth? I love well, you, man. <laughs> this is before. You told me I could do it. <laughs> in fact, I think we were a team the following year as well. We may have won it back to back years. Oh I can't my remember. god! So y'all were a sham. Yeah, we were total two sham. years. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Thanks for bringing back that memory. That was a good memory I'd forgotten about. That's, hey, man, a win is a win, a right? Win Not, is a win. In 2021, a win is a win. <laughs> so you have singing in your background. Yes. You were actually a part of the choir growing up. Oh, yeah. And tell us about your... I shared that in confidence. Oh, well, then don't put it in I don't know if I wanted this to be on the air, but we Yes. Here we are. Well, here we are. So tell us about yes. your... Can You, you want to you wanna hum a few bars for us? Um, <laughs> no. Uh oh. Cause you move mountains, you cause walls to fall. With your power, you perform miracles. There is nothing that's impossible. And we're standing here only because you made a way. You made a way. When our back was against the wall And it looked as if it was over Lord, you, you made a way And we're standing here Only because you made, you made a way Nice job! That's one of my favorite songs, Travis Green Shout out to Travis Green Keep putting out that good music Ah! That that's really good, man. You oh, got appreciate a great it, brother. Voice. Do, so, do you get to sing these days, like when, when I have coffee? Well, <laughs> no, I'm glad I could hook you up. I would like to describe <laughs> the scene in front of you right now. Um, you're not a coffee drinker. Though. When you arrived here, this is so unhealthy. I, this is so un. I'm glad the video is not on. Uh huh. I can take a picture. But this is. Yeah. So so hold on a second. I hooked you up with the sugar and the creamer. Boom boom. Okay. And yet in front of you. Are multiple snacks. <laughs> Do we need to take a break so you can uh, enjoy a snack before we wrap up the podcast? Your deli chocolate. What? You showed up with chocolate? Dark chocolate raspberry. Oh, this was down. Antioxidants. Yes, this was down there. I should probably go down to the cantina yeah. every now and then and yeah. see what all we have. You should to get offer. dark chocolate. It's good for you. Why? Antioxidants. What's that mean? So, um,. Your I've body, heard the word. I just never really explored what it does. Yeah, antioxidants. So you want to be in, uh, most people walk around in an inflamed state. Hmm. Inflamed means you have all types of free radicals in your body, okay. right, floating around. And you want to reduce inflammation. A lot of times um, when we talk weight loss, when we mm -hmm. talk health, most people don't understand that I can give you a great workout, but if you're inflamed, that's not going to help, right? Mm -hmm. um, so antioxidants like blueberries, raspberries, dark chocolate, um, those help to fight inflammation, fight those free radicals. So. Okay. That's a good chocolate. name for a minor league baseball team, by the way. Like, what? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Let's go with uh, the Amarillo Free Radicals. I like that. You like it? That that Free Radicals. Yeah. Because you're radical and free. Yeah. So let's um, 
Let's start working on getting a minor league team. It could be hockey. It could be baseball. Something. We got to work on that. We can design uniforms that are really memorable. The merchandising opportunities here. We, yes. we, we need, we need yeah, to talk about that. I this. like the free radicals. Shout out to the free radicals. <laughs> So sponsored by dark chocolate. Why would these are interesting individuals that you would love to go back in history and meet. You list a lot of biblical individuals. Yeah. Um, most notably King Solomon, John the Baptist, uh, which so I got a lot of questions. So let's try to hit these. Um, which of these biblical figures would you be most inclined to meet if you could just pick one and if, Jesus if doesn't could, count. Okay. So that's a, <laughs> Sorry. Shout okay. out to Jesus. <laughs> Shout out to Jesus. Hold on. <laughs> so he you still can't pick, the right. He don't right. take it personal. Right. He like, okay, okay, okay. You can't pick Jesus. Okay, I can't pick Jesus. Uh, pick somebody else. I'm going to slow that down. I'm going to ask you again. I can't pick Jesus? No, you can't. Okay. Uh, so one person or yeah. two? Wait, let's go with one. If you could only meet one biblical historical figure, who is it going to be? Do you, do you want me to read through your list? It's a, can Here, I here's, say, here's your list, just so people know. Okay, yeah, okay. go ahead, go ahead. We got Joseph, uh, King David, Jonathan, King Solomon, Job, Queen Esther, uh, Mordecai, Daniel, John the Baptist. I almost kept going. Muhammad Ali is not in, in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get we'll get to the, your, your modern day folks here I'm in a the second. greatest. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry that uh, Henry Ford not in the Bible. Uh, we'll, we'll get. Yeah, to... don't say he is. People are gonna start going looking. <laughs> yeah, but you did this: Muhammad Ali, Walter Payton, Albert Einstein, Henry Ford, and Mansa Musa. Mansa Musa, yeah, Amali. Right. So, pick a more recent history individual from that list and a biblical history and explain to us uh, why you want to meet those people oh man oh <laughs> the questions oh, only man, get harder hard. from here that's hard i ain't gonna lie to you that's hard <laughs> it's what i do here man so i can't do a tie between all right you can do a tie between okay Ooh. it will be joseph okay it will be joseph but it will be a tie between king david and joseph why? Why are you picking Joseph? Like I could, I could interchange either of those, mm -hmm. uh, because I feel like, like I relate to them and how God is is uh, carrying me along with my life and growing my character. I see uh, myself in their story, and I see them in my story. I can relate to the things that have went on because they were men of extreme high highs and extreme low lows interesting yeah and um with joseph i would say more closely to joseph because he went through traumatic experiences one after another none of his fault and none of his doing he found himself in really hard circumstances i'm not saying that about myself that none of it was None of the things that I've been through were caused by me because some of it was, a lot of it was, uh, but a lot of it wasn't. But with Joseph, you know, he went from being uh, his father and mother's favorite child, uh, uh, the youngest of uh, 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 10, 11 brothers. Mm -hmm. I think he was the youngest at the time. He was the 11th. And then later uh, they had Benjamin. Uh, or, you no, know, Benjamin was probably a little 
little baby at this point. So he was a favorite child. He went from being the favorite child to his brothers conspiring to uh, murder him. Then one of the oldest brothers um, basically saved him. They was like, well, let's not murder him. <laughs> let's just throw him in a pit. Right. And uh, he was eventually sold to um, Ishmaelites, sold into slavery. From there, he was accused of rape, which he did not do. Um, and then he had to run. Then he was put in wrongfully imprisoned. <laughs> so, and, and before any of this happened. How much of this can you identify with? Um, I can parallel my life. Okay. Yeah. But like, have you ever been falsely imprisoned? I'm just checking here to see no, if there's no, a story no. to explore I, I there. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Continue. More gen- generally like, speaking. I got I, you. He's like, do we have a felon in the, no, in the studio? I, I, he's fresh out. Shout sh- out. Shout out to Folsom Prison. You shouted all the way out and now you out. I just wanted no, to make sure that we have didn't a... have something to explore there. Okay. So I see you over there clutching your computer. No, oh, just... God. Shut up. Anyway, so <laughs> clutching my computer, I'm literally resting my arm in it. Nice try. You're not gonna have the last word on the screen. We're gonna this go scene. to the commercial while he pats me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we are here. I've had all this coffee. Hey, hey. <laughs> you see, hey, security. You got this guy. Okay. So, anyway, so, so yeah, there's parallels there as it, far as just the highs and the lows and yeah, the, extremely going through yeah. extremely. Uh, traumatic experience. Well, it was a happy ending for him. Yeah. I mean, eventually he got there. Yeah, I mean, but the the crazy part is God spoke to him in a dream. And I just see. like Joseph, I'm a dreamer as well. God speaks to me in dreams. Okay. And so God showed him this dream of him being a ruler, um, you know, of the, the... And so he interpreted, he knew the interpretations. That was what he shared with his brothers. Mm -hmm. And so his brothers may have feel like he's taunting us. He's a favorite child. We just can't stand him. Mm -hmm. And, and, And so once these series of events where they conspired to murder him, they tore his coat of many, many colors that his father made him that was extravagant. You know, they dipped it in blood, brought it back to their father like a... Um, this was all we found of him. And so his father and mother thought he was dead. Mm-hmm. So um, now he's sold into slavery. And once he was serving in uh, Potiphar's house, uh, an Egyptian high-ranking officer, Potiphar recognized that it's something about this kid. Ever since he's been serving up under my house, everything's been running smoothly. <laughs> so Potiphar entrusted everything to Joseph. And then that's when one day when Potiphar wasn't there, you know, his wife tried to push up on Joseph. Right. And Joseph, uh, in a tight situation, he ran. And guess what he left? His his coat in mm-hmm. her hand. Mm-hmm. So that's his second coat, <laughs> uh, which was a robe as well. And so at this point, she lied. Potiphar, he must have knew she was lying because he could have actually killed Joseph, but he imprisoned him. So in in when he was in prison, you know, he continued to use his gift. Uh, there were two people who had dreams, and you know, being in the midst of prison, he could have said, you know, I'm not going to interpret that. But he interpreted those dreams, 
and he told him what they meant. And uh, one of the guys, Pharaoh, the king of the actual king of Egypt, um, he restored that the the cupbearer, which you're drinking your coffee. <laughs> he was he um, Joseph told him. Your dream of three days means in three days, Pharaoh is going to restore you to your cupbearer position. And the other guy was like, well, what does my three days mean? You know, uh, I had birds eating out of a basket in my dream. Joseph said, unfortunately, in three days, Pharaoh's going to hang you and the birds are going to be eating you know, your brain. And so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, you know. It's a tough situation. Yeah. So that came to pass. Pharaoh restored the one and uh, the other guy he hanged. You know, it's cutthroat, right? Mm-hmm. But Joseph told him to gotta remember. Got to love that Old Testament. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joseph told him uh, to remember him when, you know, Pharaoh restores you. Remember me because I, I'm not even supposed to be here. I was sold into slavery mm-hmm. and I don't I don't found myself here. And so the guy forgot him. And so Joseph spent, you know, more time in prison. So in all, um, you know, he spent 13 years being a slave, imprisoned. And this is the same guy that God showed him in a dream that he was going to be ruling. So nothing in his life after he got that great vision from God, looked like he was going to be a ruler for 13 years. And so um, God allowed Pharaoh to start having dreams. And then um, no one could interpret those dreams. The wise men, magicians, and guess what the cupbearer said? Oh, when I was in prison, there was a, there was a guy that I was locked up with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he interpreted my dream. They said, go get him. Uh-huh. They went to go get Joseph. Long story short, he interpreted the dream. And right there, Pharaoh took off his ring, put it on his hand, took off his gold chain, put it on his neck, took off his robe, put it on him. And he said, only in the throne am I greater than you. And so he went from <laughs> a felon to ruling a nation <laughs> in one day. Um that's amazing. So, yeah, amazing story. That's cool. And that would be someone to go back and meet for sure. Yeah. So how about the more modern folks? Who who would you like to pick from your list of, uh, you got Muhammad Ali, Walter Payton, Albert Einstein, Henry Ford, Mansa Musa. So who of the, of the modern folks here would you like to spend some time with? Muhammad Only Ali. one? Yeah, you, I mean, we've been through this. Muhammad Ali, Walter Payton, Albert Einstein, Henry Ford. Yeah. Do, you want me to, do you want me to pick one for you? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Pick one. Got a couple of athletes. <laughs> we got uh, smart dude. <laughs> what? what smart Henry dude. Ford. What, what are you doing there with uh, Mr. Assembly Line? I guess when you adjust inflation, he would have probably been worth more than two, three hundred billion and he, you know, found a way to mass produce, um, you know, the 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 T model Ford. The thing about him was, you know, when you talk about all these people on the list, they were great 
great individuals of history. Uh, now, although Henry Ford may not have been the smartest, he had that boldness and, and courage to say, you know, we need a certain cylinder that the the engineers had yet to even <laughs> create. And he was like firm on that. He was like very firm, like, okay, don't stop until you make it. And he gave them, uh, you know, six months, 12 months. Are you finished? No, we still haven't figured it out. Okay, well, figure it out. So he was firm on it. Kind of like the Wright brothers, too. Mm. Now, are you wanting to design a car someday? No, there's something that I want to design and I'm going to design that that has to do with innovation. Okay. And, you know, because when I look when I look at the world, um, everyone who did something great, the great innovators and the great thinkers, the great speakers, the great billionaires and wealthy, they find a problem and they solve it. Sure. On a mass scale. So I see a problem that can be solved on a mass scale. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's a patent floating around in your brain. Oh, yeah, there, okay. there are several. Or, or maybe another way to describe the great inventors is figuring out something that you don't realize that you need. And then once you have that product, you can't live without it. The there you iPhone go. comes to mind, Steve Jobs. Steve right? Jobs. We didn't he's know a, he's another one. Mm-hmm. I could have easily sure. put him on that list. Okay. Well, I, I look forward to to enjoying whatever product that uh, you're... One of the things I like about Steve Jobs, since you just mentioned him, is just, just his frame of mind and his thinking. Um, he told his designers that he wanted the inside of the device to be beautiful. And they asked him why, you know, people are not going to see the inside, they're gonna see the outside. And he said, because an artist always put their signature on their work on the inside. So, I like it. Um, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm one of those guys of, of this generation and, you know, uh, I'm moving toward I'm moving uh, toward my destiny as we speak. I like it. I like it. I, I'm I'm just doing a, a Google image search for inside <laughs> the original iPhone. I'm gonna create a chocolate slingshot that slingshots chocolate to you while you're watching Netflix. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. And it's gonna be dark chocolate. It's an <laughs> antioxidant machine. What happened to you as a child when you were the Tin Man? What happened to you, man? In the. <laughs> What you mean? What happened to me? Well, How I you haven't start? finished the question. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I, I took that personal. I see that. I didn't mean that in no kind of way. <laughs> uh, be, being the Tin Man in the production of The Wizard of Oz. Oh, man. Thank you for allowing me to, to finish the thought. Okay. What happened? Why was that an embarrassing moment for you? <laughs> you know what? It was it was truly embarrassing, and I can't believe I had the boldness. I guess I'm mature now, and it doesn't matter at this point. Okay. I mean, because the, I wouldn't say mature, they don't have but the pictures. older. Maybe they do have the pictures. It, it actually, we're actually going back to the choir. Okay. When I was in uh, middle school choir, mm-hmm. I was in the performing choir, and uh, we won first place everything. It was wow. pretty cool because our teacher 
Shout out to Miss Williams. She <laughs> painted the picture for us um, to to go win, and um, you know she she worked with us and developed and showed us how to actually use our voice. And we actually started when we performed at certain places and events. Um, we did Broadway selections, and uh, we performed at Sandy Lake. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that's a huge competition where okay. middle schools go to, you know, uh, showcase their singing skills. All right. So one of the things was, um, um, you know, we did the Broadway. Oh, baby, won't you? Play me that jazz heart lately. And then um, fast forward, we performed at the convention center and we did the Wizard of Oz. So I <laughs> was the tin man okay. in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. The only problem is when, when they went to Party City to get the tin man outfit, I had on uh, black polo boots and my Tin Man outfit was a shrunk Tin Man, so I was flooding. So the tin didn't actually reach all the way so down. So the pants or whatever the pants stopped were, yeah, short of the so feet. So it's, it's tin and chocolate legs. <laughs> <laughs> I exactly. got to see this Imagine picture. that. I got, you, you find this picture So for I me. had to go, ease on down, ease on down the road. On stage, and so my. But did you kill it? Yeah, I Despite killed it. Despite how things yeah, like looked? every like the crowd and the audience, they were into it. And by the way, we we did phenomenal. But my classmates, oh, they tore me the pieces. Shout out to Carenza Barry. Does, wait, that, does that's Car my that, the, that's my singing group. Carenza. Oh, okay. Is, uh, one of my childhood friends, and then Barry. Okay. Yeah. Do they deserve a shout out? For how they ripped you apart? Just yeah, I mean, we... Okay, we'll give it to Yeah, them. Th sure. they can sing. They can they can really go. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, so we'll somewhere... We'll have to do a segment one day for Okay, you. Yeah. yeah. So somewhere there's pictures of you dressed as a tin man. Please burn those pictures. <laughs> That's why Facebook messed it up, you know, because oh. now you can post it and everybody can see it. I mean, could you have maybe found You know, some, if you like, didn't have Facebook, you would have to give it... You would have to show people one at a time. Got to drive to right. the house. Look at this, bro. Right. On Facebook, you can say, "Look at this." Social right. media, man, it yeah. is both a blessing and a curse. Yeah. So, but they could have maybe spray painted your legs with like silver paint, right? Maybe. Yeah, we 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 had to get on stage. Okay, you in like time. twenty or thirty minutes. Yeah. No. <laughs> Next time, spray you... paint my legs. Spray paint your leg. <laughs> Why would I? Uh, next time yeah, they need silver to, spray paint. Next time they need to take you to Party City with them. Okay, well, okay. How about just duct tape your legs? Yeah, I've got. <laughs> I got, got. I mean, that actually would have worked, <laughs> right? You get some cardboard, yeah, and then duct tape. Okay, well, hindsight's yeah. twenty twenty. One thing we have to discuss before we finish up here is what you do for people. I mean, you're like a life coach, a uh, personal trainer. You're a motivational speaker. I mean, you do so much stuff. Um, how can people, A, get a hold of you? B, where is it they could see you? Tell us how to get in touch with you. Yeah, uh, so, you know, for, for life coaching or if you uh, want to request me to speak or if you want fitness meal plans or fitness plans, uh, you can email me oh, that's at, cool. at team. Jhag 
at gmail. Yeah, team J-H-A-G-G at gmail.com. So send them an email. Um, let's just say hypothetically, I run a comedy club. And I want you to, to do stand-up. Oh, there. my God. Should I email teamjhag at gmail.com as well? Yeah. Yes, you <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you would. But I don't I don't know that comedy. Uh, man, that would be. Don't get, don't get it twisted. Okay. I will prepare. Uh-huh. I'll be ready. But th- that's not anything I'm expecting it. I okay. guess that's why they call it improv. Hey, oh, you never know what kind of opportunities <laughs> could come your way. Uh, email Jonathan Haggerty, teamjhag at gmail.com. And on social media, you're Jonathan Haggerty. Don't forget it's J O H N. Jonathan Haggerty on Facebook. It's Royal underscore Hag, H A G on Twitter. And Instagram, in the lab working. But without the G. Working. Working. There you go. Yeah. In the lab working. Working. Because that's where you that's where you're like working out and running and all sorts of stuff. I'm always in a lab. You're always hours. making schlubs like me look oh, no. bad with your workouts and your look at me, I'm doing pull ups and I'm running no, through the park. And, I'm not that guy in the gym. Do not let him paint that picture. I'm not that guy. I've seen videos of you. I don't have the gallon jug of water. I don't have the big, huge. How much water do you drink in a day? Half my body weight in ounces. Wait, hold on. So how much so do you, you weigh? Hold on, let me see if I can figure this out, because I'm terrible okay. at math, and this would be a fun challenge. I'll make it easy for you. No, 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 no. Tell me. I'm I want to figure this out. How much do you weigh? 180. Just 185. Oh, give me an odd number if I've got to divide it by <laughs> okay, two. Okay, I'll make it easy for you. One, 180. 180. So you take that. And you, Plus now, working out. Okay, so but you're down to 90. There you go. So it's 90 ounces? Plus working out, right? Well, so let's go. Plus working out. Yeah, add add some. Oh, you got to add water to that? 90 yeah. ounces? Plus. Plus what? Give me 10. 10? 100? Nine, there you go. 100 ounces a day? Yeah. That's like a lot. That's like 12 glasses of water. That is five 20-ounce bottles of Ozarka water. That's it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 20, 40, 20. 60, 80, 100. Yeah, I'll make it easy lesson. for you. I appreciate it. Huh. And a little more. It's a little more because I work out, you know, so, a lot more. Hold on a second. Hang yeah. on. Yeah, bare minimum. Hold on. But see, m- many people don't get their body weight. They don't drink their body weight, uh, uh, half their body weight in ounces and that's why they're inflamed also and dehydrated. That's what I want to ask you. What is the benefit for drinking all that water? Sell someone listening that maybe they're not an athlete. Maybe they're not in the gym on a regular basis. They don't exercise. Why is the water so beneficial? Water is beneficial. Uh, The first thing I will say, water equals life. (laughs) 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 You got to know that. The majority of you is made of water. Okay. So you should be drinking water most of the time. Um, it helps with oxygen because water is life, right? Water, H2O, right? Hydrogen, two. I'm not a scientist, right? But uh, two hydrogen, one oxygen. Sure. Right? H2O. Mm-hmm. All you scientists out there, don't hound me. Don't get in my inbox. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Can I cheat and have fruit juice? Can I cheat and have alcohol? You got to have water so, to make alcohol. So juice is, re- <laughs> juice is relative. Uh-huh. You know, uh, because 
you want to make sure the juice is authentic because oh, okay. I can I can put ten cups of sugar and say, hey, in some flavored water mm-hmm. and and squeeze one orange and say that's juice. I drink coffee. Does that count? I mean, you gotta have water to yeah, make no, coffee. I'm talking about Just unadulterated. <laughs> well, that's not fun. Water, H2O. Can't cut corners, huh? Straight up water. Well, I mean, even if you drink coffee or or, or tea or juice, but I can't or, count that toward my no total. No, we're talking about clear water. That is so boring. Clear water. <laughs> so it, it you know like. It helps with, um, you know, getting oxygen to your muscles, to your vital organs, uh-huh. the brain, uh, the heart, you know, all the arteries. Um, it helps, um, you know, to combat dehydration. Yeah. Because a lot of people are dehydrated and don't know they're dehydrated. Right. I wake up at 3 a.m. and I'm exhausted every day, but I find on days where I haven't been drinking enough water... That's right. That's right. That's why I'm exhausted. It has nothing to do with the hours I keep. It's Mm -hmm. the fact that, oh, crap, I haven't had anything to drink. (laughs) Let me clarify. I haven't had any water to drink in hours. So and alcohol dehydrates you. Yeah, don't don't I don't don't go there. Don't hurt me. (laughs) Don't hurt me. Vodka looks like water. Does that count? Does not. It looks like. Yeah. The look on your face uh, leads me to believe it. Counterfeit does not count toward my. a daily intake of 100 ounces or so. Yeah, the, the only fit you don't want to be is counterfeit. <laughs> wow. Uh, I think you had a couple of more catchy lines earlier. Anyhow, <laughs> oh. Jonathan Haggerty, oh. thanks for coming in, man. I appreciate yeah. it. It was so great talking man, to you for been the first a time in forever. Let's play golf when it's not 100 degrees. I mean, plus. we can start out with top golf. It don't matter. I've never been. You never been? I've I've had And you gotta get out more. I've I've come close many times, but something has always happened at the last minute. Food is good too. So weird. Really? Yes. How about the alcohol? I mean the water. Is the water there good? Yeah. Okay. I mean I don't I'm more of like if if I go to Top Golf I'll I'll get a lemonade. Okay. All right. Well then we'll we'll go and uh we'll see if I let's see if I can (laughs) still hit those long drives, man. Because it's been a while, and Man, it's been it. it's been a couple of elbow surgeries. I'm on a streak then. right now. Not much, mm. but I'm on a streak. Wait, you're on a streak, not you're gonna streak, correct? I'll just make sure <laughs> I understood that correctly. Jonathan Haggerty, everybody, thanks for Shout coming. Shout out in. to Haynes. <laughs> Jonathan is such a great guy, and I hope you enjoyed getting to know such a happy person who brings smiles wherever he goes. And next week, I'm going to introduce you to two awesome people. Kimberly Hubbard, she's a friend of mine who stumbled into the world of politics, but she lived to tell the tale. And a talk show host you may be familiar with, Jackie Daly. She's a part of the Blaze family. She's an attorney. She has an interesting story of beginner's luck with whatever she tries. And so we'll hear her story next week in a twofer at the mic. Until then, please go be free. And thank you for listening. This has been At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Head to atthemikeshow.com for archived episodes, sponsor information, and ways to connect. Hey, did you know there's At The Mike Show merchandise now? Yeah, and it's currently at a big discount for a limited time. Head to atthemikeshow.com, look for the shop button at the top of the page, or make it easier on yourself and head to atthemikeshop.com. Enter in code FIRSTTIMEBUY at checkout. 
and you're going to get $5 off and free shipping on orders over $55. That's offer code FIRSTTIMEBUY at atthemikeshop.com. 